Bill Keen. You can hear him on these airwaves starting at 6 o'clock every morning. He now joins us. Bill, how are we doing? Hey, guys. What's up? Well, we're about to get into all things as college football turns, as we like to call it. Let's yeah. start with where I've been starting with you a lot. Let's start with the coordinator situation down in Tuscaloosa. So we've been talking about Tommy Reese as the OC. That's That's been made official. Overall, what do you, what do you make of that? Do you like that move? I think it's solid. I don't think you have a ticker tape parade over it, but it's solid. And I tell you what, he comes from a system. Now, they were at times bankrupt offensively because of the quarterback situation and the receiver situation Notre Dame this last year. But he's pretty good. He's a very good play caller. He's young, so Nick can probably bully him a little bit. And he is a tough guy, Coach. And Alabama's got to retain their lost physicality by their standards. And I think that marries up well. So I think it's solid. I think it's a solid hire. Kevin Still, back for his third stint. Um, he's no stranger to moving around. Kevin Still, this one perplexes me a little bit. It kind of feels like, I don't know, I want to get your take on it, but it kind of feels like he's holding the place for somebody else that we've talked about with you. Does it feel the same to you? Might, yeah, might might be. Now, Kevin is a Nick guy. Now, he's, he's not dating way back a Nick guy, but he is officially a Nick guy. You know, Kevin was a walk-on at Tennessee in the 70s, and I first met him in 87. And so I've known him a long time. And I'll give you – here's the best thing about Kevin Steele. Last time he was an analyst there, oh, when they hired Lane Kiffin, he would call and tell me funny stories. But Nick's got a very strict rule that assistants can't talk to the media, whether it's in front of him, live, or behind the scenes. Well, Kevin called me every day. So Kevin and I talked every day. He said the most funniest, the funniest thing he ever saw was the day Lane Kiffin came in and they introduced him at Alabama to the uh, to the coaching room, and he said it was it was comical. But Kevin's solid. Kevin Kevin's one bad resume. First of all, he took the Baylor job, and and it fell to pieces. They wouldn't help him, and it made him look really bad. And then he got fired at Clemson when he was defensive coordinator for Dabo Sweeney, and they played West Virginia in a bowl game, and he gave up 70. Yep. And he got fired right after that game. And so those are a couple of blemishes. But he's, he's a good uh, tactical coach. And, I, again, that side of the ball is also Nick's. So I think that will work well. Now, again, are these home run hires and what we – we couldn't have done any better. I don't think anybody could say that. But I think they're solid to decent hires. Oklahoma and Texas right now are in a holding pattern coming to this conference. Yeah. What, what is the musical chairs going on behind the scenes? And do you think it's actually going to play out where they, they have to wait? Because this, oh, by the way, is jacking up the Big 12, too. It's jacking up Georgia. We talked about this with you. I brought up their schedule yeah. next year. People don't realize, you know, Oklahoma was on that schedule. So instead, they basically replace Oklahoma because the league said, eh, we need you to take Oklahoma off because they may be coming sooner rather than later. Georgia obliges, and now they've got a cupcake 
instead of having Oklahoma, and they'll pay the price for that, and they'll get beat up for it when in actuality it's not really their fault. So let's just discuss, you know, where is this going? Are they going to have to wait to the end, or do you think this is going to get fixed and they're going to be here sooner rather than later? How is this going to play out? SEC is playing this like they're not going to be here till 25, meaning their grant of rights agreement, which is your TV brand at your school that the league owns if you leave early they still own your rights that's the whole reason why you can't leave early it's it's a contractual thing that leagues put in place to keep teams from leaving because if you leave without your tv brand you're leaving for nothing and you're not wanted so they'd have to get out of that and that's about 85 million a team now Texas could do it. Oklahoma's got money, too. But I don't think they stroke an $85 million check to get out early as comfortably as Texas does. Texas isn't going to leave them, even though they're obviously Red River rivalry enemies. But they're, they're combined at the hip in this venture. So they're playing it, again, as if they're not going to be there for two more years, 23, 24, and then they'll be in 25 because Grant of Rights will have elapsed. Now, that doesn't mean that something couldn't happen behind the scenes. Maybe the SEC and the Big 12 are working with ESPN, and maybe there's something they could do financially there to make it work, worth it for the Big 12 and the SEC and those teams where it's not as painful to come out early. That's possible, but I would say it's more likely it's 25. Hmm. Wow. All right, uh, Justin, get the, get the butter for the popcorn. Okay, okay let's do it. I can't wait to bring this one up. Come on with it. I, I look. I am a proponent. I'm pro Music City Bowl in this market. You know, Scott Scott Ramsey and his crew do a fantastic job. I want it to be successful, but I did take a lot of liberties with the matchup this year, and especially Iowa because I watched them painfully. Uh, maybe it was for betting right. purposes. If I'm just going to be totally honest, uh, they were a hard, hard, hard watch. It felt like 1954. College football, watching the Iowa Hawkeyes. If people don't know, the offensive coordinator for the Hawkeyes has a familiar last name to the head coach. Is this true, Bill? Brian Ferentz is the son of. Yeah. Um, His offense sucked this year. They were one of the worst offenses. Uh, They set college football back about five decades. They have given him – in his contract, now a clause for points scored. Bill, what, what do you think about the amendments made to his contract where basically we need you to score more than nine points a game, if you don't mind? They docked him 50K, so he now makes 850, and he's got to average 25 points a game. You know what's funny if you read it? It doesn't say that it has to be only offensive points. And remember, that defense is really good. It yeah. can score the football. So he can even get help from the defense and get credit for it. And they said they also have to at least win seven games next year. Now, here's what's going on. Kirk Ferentz's dad is not going to fire him. That's his boy. It's just not happening. So Gary Barta, who is the AD there, put a contract together that kind of encircles, you know, baby boy there. And if he doesn't get to that mark, I'm pretty sure what they're saying is we're going to run him off. Now, that will be interesting. I mean, we're talking about a big-time stare-down here 
between these people involved. You got to remember, Kirk Ferentz has been there since '99. He's probably made seventy-five million bucks since he's been there. He's made a fortune, and uh, and he's done a pretty good job. Frankly, that's that's a tough gig. I mean, but but the, you're right. The offense is clanking around badly, and Bears uh, getting out now. It's not like he's got a whole lot of personnel that scares you to work with either. But you know what? That's part of. It. Going getting kids who can play is part of it, and they're short in that category too. So I think it's one year to prove your point is what we're being told. That includes the bowl game. But, Bill, this is laughable to me. that 25 <laughs> points in today's college football is still a joke. Twenty, You're asking a guy, like, we need you guys to score. And you're right. You, they didn't even say on the offensive side. They just said, you need to get to 25 points a game. Like, that – if that's where your program is, then, man, you're going the wrong direction, in my opinion. I don't remember the number, but if you go to the NCAA stats and you look at points per game, Tennessee's number one, by the way. But if you go down to whoever it is that scores 25 a game, it's like ranked out of the 131 D1 teams, 90th or something. <laughs> right. That's all they're asking. <laughs> right. I thought you were going to say 100, but, yeah, it's somewhere in that it, range. Yeah, It may be. Yeah, it's somewhere in that area. Bill, I want to ask you about uh, what you called the biggest experiment, I believe is what you said, in, in college football, one of the biggest experiments in college football, uh, and that's Deion Sanders landing at Colorado. Uh, they finished with, according to CBS here, uh, the 21st-ranked overall class and the number five-ranked transfer class. What does that mean? Break that. What speak? Break through the language here. Does that mean they're just better? Does that mean they're going to be really good? No, they're not going to be really good. They're they're one and eleven, and uh, I, I think I think in batting they're probably going to be a little bit overrated in the beginning. Now, I'm not saying he won't get them there. I'm just saying in the beginning they're going to be overrated, I would think. There's a whole lot of fixing to be done. You're not going to do it with the transfer class as sexy as it is. You can't flip it that quick. And let's face it, the Pac-12's upticking. Yeah. Last year was an uptick there. There's fewer free lunches than we've seen in the past. So I think it'll be tough. But here's what it says. It says, Dan, obviously – is very impressed with what he's able to go out and do. And the players are equally impressed and players from all over the place. I don't care what region it is down South or back out West or the Midwest. They are looking at Dion and they're wanting to play for him. And I think if he can do that based on the resume he has so far, which really is decent, but it's not lengthy and he hadn't had a chance to do it somewhere big. I think he's going to have a chance if he just presents a decent model to recruits next year. I think next year is going to be even bigger. And maybe in year three to four, you can see him flip that thing. Hmm. Well, I'm of the personal opinion, Bill, that he's not going to be there three to four years myself. I think he'll move on shortly after his son moves on. That's my personal opinion now. Um, But, you know, we'll we'll see how long he sticks and stays there in in Boulder. Um, Now, I want to ask you about a question that we asked to Butch Spearden, uh, who was with us uh, a couple of weeks ago. We asked Butch, just on the way out the door, about the SEC moving their corporate office here to Nashville. And Butch made it sure that Darren and I knew 
that their deal down there in Alabama is up in 2026. Like, you know, they're free and ready to go. He knew the least date, I think. If we had asked him, I'm pretty sure he would have told us if it was the 1st or the 15th of the month that they could get out of there. Your thoughts on Bill possibly the uh, Nashville luring in the SEC, not just for a bowl game, not just for a conference championship game, but living, breathing, and working alongside of us here in Middle Tennessee. Obviously, the SEC brand is not just a Southern brand. It hasn't been for a long time. So that thought is reasonable, but you have to remember, every league, every league in America, for the most part, has one team, one school, one brand, which is dominant. In the Big 12, it's Texas. When they merged, Back in the day, not that long ago, actually, with the, the Big 8 and all of that, everything was about Texas making the rules. And that's why there's so much disdain. When Nebraska left, they left because they hate Texas. A couple of other things, but mainly because they hate Texas. A&M left because they hate Texas. And I'm not kidding. It's that personal. Well, it's not that bad here in the SEC because nobody's leaving, but Alabama runs the show. They've got a big voice, right? And Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, that would be a holdup. You would – there's some politics there, guys, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I believe – I'm open-minded to it. It would be fantastic. This is where we all live, right? But I just – that would – I would be skeptical about it. Mm. Last thing on the way way out, Bill, what did you think – and I don't know if you've seen this or not. I think this is uh, pretty fresh news – what would you make of uh, Josh Heupel adding uh, Robert Ayers to his staff oh. as a defensive? You know, I didn't see that. What did he, where did he add him? He's going to be a defensive graduate assistant. I guess he's oh. been coaching high school there in, uh, in East Tennessee, there in the Knoxville right. area. I did not see that. Yeah, I did not see that. I mean, at that position, you're not prominent, but, uh, heck, I mean, that's a name everybody's yeah. going to recognize. 100%. For sure. And, you know, was a pretty, yeah. pretty darn good pro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No, good good player there and uh and and um I tell you, a lot of momentum at this school. Baseball is about to start and uh they're ranked number two. Basketball team can't score really, but they're ranked high yeah. football programs on the way up, guys. Yep. Bill, appreciate it as always. Thanks. Yeah, man. Thanks, guys. Bill Keen, you can hear him tomorrow morning starting at six o'clock, six to nine AM every weekday here on these airwaves.